So, Tommy. Yes. Tommy Bechtold. Tommy Bechtold's on the show. Yeah. From the middle. Yo. He's on that show, The Middle. Not um, Malcolm in the Middle. Never. Uh, uh, never. Has never uh, wait, since you, it's been in the air. Were you even a featured extra maybe on Malcolm in the Middle I was, one time? I think you know, Malcolm in the Middle you went off Brian the air Cranston? before I moved to L.A. I think well, Maybe that episode my... they shot in upstate New York? You... <laughs> yeah, I was in that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want to say more importantly, Tommy Bechtold, star of... The iOS top story weekly has read my scripts before. Oh, and, and he and didn't them. throw up afterwards, and that's the highest praise I've gotten. Oh, he didn't tell you? No, come on, <laughs> he <Ryan>. didn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he kept it in for my sake, uh, and I appreciate that. That's not. I I would never throw up. Yeah, I would never. He just makes sure that he hasn't eaten a huge meal right before he reads your scripts. <laughs> right before read through, Ray wrote something. No, I just had an uh, apple. It's probably fine. Oh dear, Ray, are you uh, are you uh, writing this week? Yes, I am. Oh, good. I'm Are in you the, in the show, show this week. There we go. Tommy, right. on Thursday before read-through, huh? don't eat very much. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep it light. Guys, keep it light. I'm, getting, a- I'm getting new headshots. That's biz talk. <laughs> so I'm eating light these days anyway. This is going to be a, uh, an exciting Sunday, huh? Yeah. So we're all going to be watching uh, uh, Walking Dead. Oh, wait. Now you guys are going to be a top story. I'll let you guys know what happened on uh, uh, Walking Dead. I wish Dead. there was yeah. another uh, format for us to watch it other than live. It sucks you can only watch things live these days. It is well, 1978, after all. What other choices though, do we have? I do know the only way you can spoil it is live. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, though, what you like to do is watch the East Coast feed while I'm still at work. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And text Absolutely. me what happens before I even had well, because, an opportunity to watch because it. Because then I get it spo- I don't tell you what happened. I no, you just, you just text me, I write, Glenn, no, I write, crying face. I write, I, write, I write anagrams, and you just like move the letters around and tell you what the plots are. Lang. <laughs> he literally Lang. wrote me, Glenn, Dingle. three crying faces in a row, and yeah. I'm like, you understand, I'm not watching. I'm at work right oh. now. And it was the episode Glenn actually died. Yeah. Oh, my bad. <laughs> The one or we t- thought he did. Well, here's right. the deal. I think you yeah. texted me five times. It just right. happened to also be the week he died. Yeah. Right. Here's the running gag. Yeah. Jerk. Okay, so Tommy. Yes. Uh, Ray and I have been waiting for you to come on the show this football season. Literally oh, right. in the studio. I've been waiting for because like weeks. we've been arguing for weeks. <laughs> Very hungry. About you guys have has, great beards. Who has, thank you, <laughs> who has the better, <laughs> we've been arguing about who has the better fantasy football team name. Okay. Okay. And I feel like this is, uh, I'm excited to judge this mm-hmm. for a couple of reasons. Uh, one because I love competition, mm-hmm. especially when the stakes are so, so high. high. <laughs> so high. Uh, and two, I feel like fantasy football <laughs> names have almost leapt ahead of actually building a fan. Like people are more proud of their fantasy football name than they are of their actual fantasy football team. Like there's a source of pride of like if you get a dynamite like pun based, mm-hmm. right? And and also, oh, do you like those? Hmm. Uh, I don't know that I do. My, I just name my teams after myself. No, I hear you because I'm a narcissist. Yeah. <laughs> Your team is just literally Tommy Bechtold. My teams are yeah. They're always like Bechtold's Bashers, Bechtold's uh, Battalion, <laughs> Bechtold's Big Guys, the Bad Boys of Bechtold Town, the uh, Tommy Guns. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love all these names. In fact, these are the next five names of my team. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Those are free, those are freebies. Next year, next year market, I'm back to old Italian. Yeah, all right. That's happening. <laughs> I'm gonna be the bad boys of Bechtold Town. <laughs> but I'm also gonna name I'm gonna make my kids all <laughs> refer to themselves as that. Oh my goodness. Who runs Bechtold Town? <laughs> Master Blaster. <laughs> I think I'm going to have something like next year. Uh, Mama Beck told me there'd be days like, you know, like oh. Chris Berman. <laughs> Beck, Beck told you so <laughs> is the name no. of my team this year. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, and we are uh, winless. It. We are winless. But the cool part about having a good pun name for your team is mm-hmm. even if you're winless, you still have won. That's right. Because your that's team true. is better. That's right. Who needs money? Exactly. <laughs> okay, so you want to say your name first? You want well, me to say? Well, my previous couple of years, my team has been named The Juggalos as the yeah. only insane clown posse sponsored team in fantasy football. I like that. Uh, it, despite the fact that in a 12-team league, eight teams make the playoffs, I have missed the playoffs both of our first two years. <laughs> That's so I decided it was time for a change. Yeah, you got to switch up the energy. So uh, this year I drafted a wonderful quarterback. You may have heard of him. His name is Matthew Stafford. Sure, of, of course. Uh, your Detroit Lions. Uh, indeed. And uh, he's been pretty fantastic this year. I'll mm-hmm. put it out there. Mm-hmm. So the name of my team is named after my starting quarterback. We are the Inglorious Staffords. Okay. I like that. Mm-hmm. Pretty um, solid. I like uh, how it almost rhymes with what you're going for. Like, not quite. I think, but I think we get it. I think anyone uh, with uh, a, a knowledge of film, a, a peripheral knowledge mm-hmm. of film gets it. Brent... Okay, you know, and, I, and I'm going to take into consideration you already maligning his name before yeah. you tell me well, yours. That's fine. <laughs> so I, I, I took that into consideration because I think you're going to like it so Here's the deal, much. Tommy, I'm going to say right now, I think you're going to like his better anyway. Yeah. So I'll just go with it. Because um, you named yours after a quarterback. I named after. Look, do you, uh, let me ask you two questions. Yeah. Do you love the Buffalo Bills? <laughs> I do. Do you love the assassination of Abraham Lincoln? <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> It's one of my fa- it's it's in my top seven assassinations. Well, I present to you my fantasy team, Six Semper Tyrodis. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not right. <laughs> I, just, I went full uh, Kevin Meany there. That's not right. Death uh, to all tyrants. Oh my uh, god, tyrants. <laughs> no, it's a death to all hydrants. That's what I had. In my my logo's a, a dog. Peeing uh, on a uh, hydrant. I'm into it. Why would yeah. we want to kill hydrants? They serve an important function in our society. Uh, well, dogs would... Just asking. Why are dogs peeing on them all the time? Because Part of the function. <laughs> the dogs are against us. Uh, and also, they Tyrod will Taylor is an amazing quarterback. You know, so I well, think statistically also... the worst in the league, but uh, I believe mm. worst passing First offense. in our hearts, though. But, yeah. but fantasy-wise, dude puts up points. Well, he, you yeah, know, like... he's good. If you, if you have a rushing yard based where, where rushing yards are rewarded not at certain benchmarks but you know like every 10 yards mm-hmm. then he's good yeah but if you have one that you can only get points once he cracks 50 he's kind of worthless for you because he gets you like 35 40 every yeah because he's, he's good for about 42 yeah. yards every game but uh, we have like percentage points for like literally everything in every our league point. well i i'm yeah. in a league like that and i and i enjoy that because he and, and he is my quarterback in that league uh i i mean like let, let me just let, let me give this fair analysis talk us, the, through, talk us through your thought process so Inglorious Bastards, uh, uh, gr- Staffords. Uh, no, I, 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 oh, we're talking about the name of the. About man, the, I feel yeah, like he's thing. maligning your pick before you. I've, you know what? I've already lost. No, 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 no. Don't Ray. I'll leave. Jeez, Ray. Sitting back patiently. I am okay. Everything is fine. <laughs> so I uh, ruined it, guys. I enjoy that movie. Uh, it's a, it's a tough one to watch twice. Doesn't have that repeat viewability. Of uh, well, most Tarantino movies, you gotta like if you want to watch them twice, 
that's a day. Like that's a full work day to watch two Tarantino, like Django, or even uh, what was it, the uh, Hateful Eight. Yeah, Hateful Eight was one of the longest movies I've ever sat through. I think pretty that satisfying. Towards the end, it did yeah. take a long time to get there, though. Yeah, right? yeah, and I, not, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but it's like Tarantino movies are a lot yeah. to take in, and, and you kind of got to like they're so ultra violent. But uh, there's some heaviness that goes on over a prolonged period of time. And I will say that in almost any situation, a team name like the Inglorious Staffords, because Matthew Stafford is in a way a bastardized figure in Detroit sports. I mean, some people blame him for you know. Retiring Calvin Johnson at age thirty. Some people, you know, the, the the to say that he has not delivered the hopes that Lions fans wanted, I think, would be fair. I mean, like, I, it's not all his fault. I course. don't think it's an unfair statement to say that a lot has been expected of him, and yes. only fairly recently have we actually felt like he's been delivering. Yeah, and, and and I think that there's been some some tough. I think it's a. I think it's. A, I think. I think the name is rich. I think it's a deep, rich fantasy name. Yeah, I never thought of the richness of the of him actually being inglorious because he's not very good. But uh, now I get it. Now I like the well, name a lot hey, better. I'll tell you what. Based on this year so far, and if I may say, I've taken a lot of NFL media, and yeah. there are people defending him as the number one quarterback in football right now. Yeah. Uh, based on his performance the first half of the season, where he's <laughs> single handedly tried to win every game. Right. I mean, we have no defense. By they, mm-hmm. are you talking about uh, Ray? Uh, and the Ray of the Raisin Brent Show. Ray yeah. of the Raisin Brent Show, and also the guy Almighty Ray that was a wrestler. Is yes. that the two people he, that are He's also a big fan. I have seen this defended by strangers <laughs> on NFL Network, sir. Oh, and he strangers. came in ranked the 19th or 20th best quarterback well, in the league, which is rather inglorious. That isn't that is inglorious, and, and the Lions certainly they have not. I mean, that they they fell victim to kind of the problem all NFL teams do of like, oh, you have really really great high profile defensive players. They're just going to get – if they listen to any outside media at all, they're going to be convinced they can go on to get make more money somewhere else and That's be correct. happier. And so you lose – I mean, they lose Sue, what, two years ago to two Miami? Two years ago and for, for uh, franchise-breaking money. Right, yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. You might notice Miami not going to the playoffs this no, year. No, 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 no. Not sniffing any respectability. Didn't you say they were going to the playoffs this year, though? Uh, let me check the sheet. No, I did not. Oh, good. Oh, that was last year. It was maybe last year. Yeah. Well, you know, they were on hard But you did have Jacksonville going this year, right? Uh, there's still a chance. <laughs> hey, uh, for the record, you have Indianapolis. Oh, I know. So you're, I, you're yeah, worse Indian, I don't, I don't think Indianapolis is uh, like a half game out of first place. No one is eliminated yeah. yet. Well, I mean, Cleveland. Statistically, no one is eliminated yet. Oh, no, wait, Indy yet. blew that game, though, than I didn't they? They're oh, two and four. Wow. That's correct. Uh, yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're not, not doing great. They're not uh, good. Uh, so... I, I, I feel like I need to give you a fair amount of time on your name because there is no way I cannot vote for Brent's team. That's right. <laughs> yeah, here's it. Yeah. <laughs> but I want you to know that I enjoy your name very much. Thank you. And and I feel like Brent, uh, much like uh, the episode of the Brady Bunch where Greg Brady got the role because he fit the suit, the suit mm-hmm. just happened to fit, mm-hmm. like Brent fell ass backwards into this team name right. and and I will give him very little credit for having a spectacular fantasy football name and award yeah. him <laughs> I will award him the win almost begrudgingly. Yeah. <laughs> well cool. You know what? Here's the deal. Yes. I'll take it. <laughs> Always. Any ta- anytime you get the victory over me, it's it's rewarded That's itself. Right. Yes. Uh, well guys, we're going right, right back. Now we're going to go run naked through the neighborhood. By I the break. Not, that was not I part of not. the deal. Uh, wow. <laughs> I would have called it a tie if I yeah. knew those were the stakes. I had to see both of you race. <laughs> Running naked in the streets. Running naked in the streets. Uh, we'll be right back. We're going to talk a whole lot of NFL topics with Tommy Bechtold here Can't in be. studio after three seconds of Prince. Prince. 
The National Football League is a thing that exists. Mm-hmm. It is. It is kind of like center of my universe right now. I don't know about you guys who feel about football season. Like I miss it for the nine months it's gone, yep. and it becomes central core to my being for the three months it exists. Yep. Yeah, kind of. I mean, uh, you and Tommy don't have college teams, so uh, uh, I also follow. Yeah. Sir, what are you talking about right now? <laughs> <laughs> you talking about the number three ranked Michigan Wolverines not being a college yeah. team? Give it a week. Give it a week. Give it a week. Uh, sir, we're that's playing. Right. That's right. Hey, that's no, my line. Yes, yeah. he's trying to just throw it at me now. <laughs> I love he says, "Hey, Ray, Royals are in first place. Give it a week." <laughs> to be fair, I gave it a week, and they finished third, fourth, and they finished behind the White Sox. Did that? I don't know. I. Here's the deal. I have a replica of last year's uh, World Series trophy and I, that is always blocking my view of the TV. <laughs> <laughs> you got a full replica? That's right. I can't fight it. It's amazing. Uh, well, if somebody would have told me, yeah, Ray, what's going to happen is uh, the Tigers can't win the World Series again uh, until both the Cubs and Indians play each other. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. That's what happened. And now we're on a collision course. Let's go, Dodgers. <laughs> but oh, we're man. talking about football, right? Yes, yes. football. Football. And uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff. That, Tommy, you were a Buffalo Bills fan. Yes, I, uh, and I am. They lose their first two games of the season. Rex Ryan fires the offensive coordinator. Yes. And then they rip off four in a row. Yeah. In a, uh, I mean, like, and I still, my, I follow all the local Buffalo and Rochester sports guys on Twitter so that I can kind of get, like, what the actual temperature is. Because ESPN's always just going to have, like, Bills fans are upset, but Bills fans are always upset. And that's their lifeblood. But, uh, yeah, I think like after the first two games, people were like, "Okay, now now we are officially sick of the Rex Ryan show." Right? Like last year, missed the playoffs, but like we're close. It lost, was so good last year. Had some bad luck with in- like you know lost Tyrod Taylor for that Jacksonville game, and EJ Manuel came in and threw I think two pick sixes in like two minutes, and like that's just such a in a- any NFL team trying to come back from fourteen points like that with their defense constantly. <laughs> On, the, on the field. That's as wrong as I've been about uh, a first round pick because uh, I, I thought that he was going to be a very good player. Yeah. EJ Manuel. EJ Manuel? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Like, well, he was, I did. I'm just fe- saying. He felt good about it. I, yeah. I love Ryan Leaf, so what do yeah. I know? Well, I say, like, I mean, the <laughs> thing about EJ Manuel now, though, is like he kind of has de- like blossomed into this strange decoy wildcat quarterback, and like every game. It seems as though he has one rush for seven yards, but it's always a very important seven yards right. we need. And like, or he's in there lined up at wide receiver while like LeSean McCoy takes a direct snap. Yeah. Like, he feels like he's like two hundred and eighty pounds. Yeah, Is yeah. he really that I big? Mean, I mean, am looks, I crazy? He look, he has like the body of an NBA player because he also looks very skinny to me. Like he's yeah. so tall. <laughs> anyway, so after two games, I think it was doom and gloom. And like most Bill seasons, we've now. Uh, rattled off four straight victories, which I can only believe in my heart will be followed by seven straight losses. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we can all agree that the only thing holding that team back was Greg Roman yeah. calling plays. For so- and then, But his replacement uh, is Anthony uh, Weiner. Anthony Weiner. Anthony Weiner. Uh, <laughs> it, was our, it was our running backs coach. And uh, he couldn't. I think I I could be saying this like the first game he couldn't even call like they <laughs> they needed like the assistant offensive coordinator to call the plays or like maybe Rex was trying to call the plays which was like but it was like he didn't even like he wasn't even able to like hash out a game plan because they were like well, this all happened so fast but it does seem as though whatever Greg Roman was trying to force the Bills to do which to me was like create kind of like the 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 thing that like screwed the Raiders for many years was they they had that weird West Coast like 
we're only throwing the ball six yards at a time. And the Bills tried to do that with Tyrod Taylor, and he is most inaccurate, in my opinion, throwing for under 15 yards. Like, whenever he's trying to throw the ball, dink and dunk, he throws it way over someone's head, or he, like, throws basically an attempted murder pass. <laughs> where he's like, he just lobs one up in the air, where and a linebacker just come in and, comes in and eviscerates them. So anyway, yes, the Bills, I'm all over the place on this, but they're 4-2 and two now. Do you, believe, two. do you believe in their defense? I do believe in their. Defense. I do too. They're they're my deep. They're my fantasy defense right now. I I traded away all my other defenses, and they, so they better be good. And they have. They do. I mean, say what you want about Rex Ryan, and he drives me. Oh, and I will absolutely. He drives <laughs> me insane. And like you know, he I, drives me crazy. He does <laughs> that fine cannibal song. I I have a montage on my computer of just slides of him in different costumes <laughs> set to that song. And it's weird how often I watch it. I'll uh, make you a mixtape of me singing Rex Drives Me Crazy. Yeah, my uh, girlfriend really hates how often I'm in my room alone watching nice. Rex Ryan photo montages. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, the, anyway, the... Uh, You're like, you signed up for this. Right. <laughs> I have to remind my wife of that often. <laughs> <laughs> you married it. You, you agreed. If uh, you don't like people shouting at Lions games, you, sh- you married the wrong exactly, person. Exactly. But... Uh, they do. The Bills' defense does have that strange, like Rex Ryan, irrational confidence about them, where they're like, we'll throw in like, uh, like a, uh, for like a third string cornerback, and he'll be like, yeah, I should be intercepting the ball and running back to the right. house every time. Like, because right. there are times where I'm like, I don't even, I know most of these players, and I know I, I know who this player is, but like, I don't think I've ever noticed him on the field before, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's dancing into the end zone right now. <laughs> Wow. And they're about to get uh, possibly Shaq Lawson back, so mm-hmm. that'll yeah. be good. And so final final prediction for score, uh, uh, final uh, record right now. Okay. Uh, You're four and two as we speak. You, you seem like you might be waiting for a shoe to drop. I'm going to, I'm going to do the predictions. I'm going to do the uh, Goldilocks style. I'm going to predict my brothers the way my brother would predict it, the way I would predict it, and the way my father would predict it. Okay, excellent. So my brother is, would predict the Bills are going to go 14 and two. Okay, so slappy. <laughs> Not lose another game. Uh, I predict the Bills uh, will finish 10 and six. Take, wow. take a wild card. That's huge. Yeah, that'd be huge uh, for that franchise. And uh, I think this is a year that they go in and finally uh, do the thing that Bills fans love the most, which is have their hearts broken in the playoffs mm-hmm. instead of it just hasn't the happened season. for a while. Yeah. And it, and there's a lot of young Bills fans that probably only have very like light memories of their fathers crying, whereas I have visceral memories. And then I'll do a, uh, my father's prediction, which is somehow they will have a game taken away from them and finish <laughs> three and thirteen. Nice, <laughs> perfect, nice. Yeah. So I think you, you cover like, all ends. I think I might go eleven to five. I'm thinking nine and seven. I mean, realistically, I think if I'm if I'm being real, uh, nine and seven, and then somehow like don't make the playoffs on a bad tiebreaker. Yeah, uh, there's no there's no cameras in here, but I'm nodding. <laughs> That's actually what I think. But I just wanted to be positive because I've tried to be a more positive person. But yeah, they got it. I mean, they still have to go. I mean. They already went to New England, beat New England. It's tough, but to be, Tom Brady's going to come back into Buffalo. Garoppolo's and just them. as good as him. <laughs> yeah, totally. As is uh, uh, yeah. Jake Brisket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. that guy's name makes me hungry. Yeah, <laughs> get, like some it's a delicious <laughs> name. Barbecue, <laughs> some fatty barbecue. All right. So before we leave the Bills really quick, I sure. got to ask you about. Okay, you're a Bills fan. You've been around Bills fans. I have. Uh, there was some ugliness this last weekend. Colin Kaepernick was in town. Oh, there was some frightening things that happen, and maybe you can give us perspective as somebody who's been in the belly of the beast, if you will. Yeah. Uh, what the F is happening there? Ooh, Buffalo, I mean, like, I, I, I will I will say the, uh, to me, 
the lighter side of the menace of Bill's fans is more amusing <laughs> than the uh, the more the more um, uh, the, the stabby the, underbelly. Yeah, the more dangerous, like racially motivated. Uh, but I have seen both. Um, I can remember. Uh, well, first of all, I knew uh, like we have, there's a Facebook group right here for uh, Bills fans in LA that are most oh, of from Rochester, Buffalo. And we get together and watch games together. And where I, do you watch the games? Where uh, what's the what's, what's the, the Bills? Bar? Uh, we Bills go, we are at Ye Rustic Inn. Oh, they have uh, great, okay, nice. great wings. Great wings. We we moved to Ye Rustic because they gave us the big TV. because uh, oh, yeah. we were at another place that uh, was was great, but just didn't like. They didn't give you the big TV. Well, they yeah they took it. They, 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 what's the other they place that, that is dead to you? Now? I won't bury them. Tell me I, the name of the place. I will only say dead to. Tommy. I will only say you rustic in has been fantastic. It's a great place to watch games. And when they mess up and someone orders the wrong beer, they usually bring it over to our table because they know Bills fans need more beer more than anyone else. That is a fact. When watching in a game. is a tremendous, it's, tremendous how we, bar. it's how we feel. <laughs> it's, it's great tremendous. bar. <laughs> the other bar is a bunch of losers. I love bars. I, I love I, bars. <laughs> trust me, it's one of the, it's the greatest bar in the world. Trust me. Uh, so uh, yeah. So anyway, so let me. I'll, I'll just give you. I'll go through it real quick. So when I was. Uh, a teenager, I went through what I'll just call a rebellion, a rebellious phase where I briefly yeah. became a Raiders fan. Oh, no. I think it was a combination Ooh. of being fed up with the Bills, you know, just angst against my father. Uh, I'm kidding. But, like, you know, I, I just – I think I was like – I like the swagger of the Raiders and, like, the, and like the, the Raiders fans. And so I thought for some reason their fans were, you know, more fun than Bills fans. Oh, how wrong I was. Little that I know, they're scary in a different way. Yeah, little, little that I know, the scoundrels around me were there all along. I just had to look. <laughs> so I went to uh, a Bills Raiders game, and this was like total family blasphemy. In a Charles Woodson jersey with my friend I Rajesh, like Charles Woodson. who uh, what? I like Charles. Woodson. Oh, I do too. But I'm saying like going into Buffalo, you don't want to be that guy. You don't want to. So I, I went uh, uh, with my friend Rajesh, uh, and he wore a Tim Brown jersey. And Rajesh is uh, half Irish, half Indian. So. Okay. Uh, we are uh, going. Uh, we were in the parking lot tailgating, going to um, uh, uh, take a piss, like off by the woods. And all of a sudden, rocks start whizzing by our head. And I realized what? people were throwing rocks. And I turn around and I realize they're not throwing any rocks at me. This like porcelain skinned Raiders, <laughs> oh, they're hurling rocks with complete intent to injure my friend, and we're like, "What the hell?" Like we're we're turning around, and like I just remember, like, thank God, my dad and a couple of his friends, and like we had a big group, like they came over and they're like grabbing the guy. They were like, it was like primal caveman violence of like wow. rock. It was intense. Now that is the dark side of uh, Bills fans. The light side is there was a video that came out this week of a guy <laughs> using a, an actual woman as an ice luge uh, to drink tequila or pre-mixed margarita. Uh, what? Uh, he had, the woman had uh, pulled up her shirt and pulled down her pants, and he was just seated right behind her. Uh, if you can get this visual. Mm, if not, yeah, I'll draw it. I'm getting it. And yeah. they were pouring, I think, like pre-mixed like, Cabo Wabo margarita, <laughs> and he was drinking it. <laughs> This is another great Bills fan caught on video wow. moment. I mean, we have so many. The, the like, what had to have been $150 of cocaine and a $1 <laughs> bill at the Bills game. <laughs> Bills fans having sex. Bills fans suplexing each other through flaming tables. Like, different wrestling moves being botched or performed incredibly effectively. 
Who could tell the difference half the time? It's, uh, I mean, like, I've <laughs> learned so much from going to Bill's games. I, I have memories of, uh, you know, friends and I going to games where my friends don't even get into the game. <laughs> and, I mean, this is an NFL ticket. So we're talking, like, after taxes and everything, $70 plus whatever we whatever means of transportation we use to get there, which is usually renting some sort of, like, bus. So they're in 120 bucks for an exp- uh, to basically get so blackout drunk before noon before the game, that they don't even get into the that state. they don't even they're not even allowed in. Now I'm always allowed in. I'm often asked to leave before the game. <laughs> ends. Nice. Anyway, uh, that's the life of. Uh, so yes, uh, the Kaepernick thing. Uh, I mean, wherever you stand on it, I don't think that uh, res- or Neil. Yeah, wherever you kneel on the issue. Uh, I don't think like vitriol and racism <laughs> solves is going to be an effective means. It kind of just proves his point. Uh, which, what? Well, of course. Duh. And also, the sky is blue. Uh, but <laughs> there was a poll. The thing I'll end on is there was a poll by the, our local news, one of the news stations that was like, how should Bills fans respond to Colin Kaepernick kneeling before the national anthem? A, a couple of things wrong with that. One, the fact that like a news station – had to think of these options, and then we're asking people. It's like that's almost like you're like pre-planning how it should yeah. be. And one of the options was like boo him vigorously. One was stand politely and applaud. The other one was like, sing the national anthem louder and prouder. And I think like the last one was throw I, rocks I, at him. It wasn't throw rocks, <laughs> but it was another kind of like I, I, I wish I had the exact thing. Maybe I can send you guys a screenshot and you can put it up. But it, it almost was sounds like, like a thing that they would say at like a certain rally. You know, like yeah. So what should we do right, no about kidding. these people that are un-American? You're going to do one of the following. Which one do, do you something. choose? And I remember, like, I remember voting even though I wasn't going to be at the game. Like, I was like, I'm just going to vote for Stan silently. Like, cause I was, or like applaud politely, I think was one of them. Because like, who could like... But Two percent. I, 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 I got to be honest with you. I believe boo vigorously was one? the... Which far- defeats the purpose because you're booing during the national Wait, exact, anthem. Exactly. Thank you. To- you're disrespecting it. Well, I don't. I mean, oh man, I was about to just say something terrible about the city of Buffalo. <laughs> all good. It's all good. Got a lot of passion. <laughs> I will say. Uh, anyway. Look, I'm from Nebraska. Uh, I get where you're coming from. <laughs> yeah. You know. I mean, I think it's it's everywhere. Unfortunately, I, I mean, I think it, obviously he's stirred up some uh, feelings in people that they don't know how to quite express their how uncomfortable it makes them or angry or it makes them actually think about. That he might be right, and that makes him even angrier. Yep. So, yeah, I, I'm just I'm I'm my reaction feeds into his narrative. Oh crap! Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm happy that that game is over, and that now we can play the Dolphins next week. <laughs> I would always be happy if I could play the Dolphins. No joke. Yeah. Um, well, I wanted to move. There are another couple of topics here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Mm. is a lightning rod. Uh, did you guys see his antics over the last couple of weeks with the uh, kicking net? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so to, to hash it up for the people that maybe weren't aware, a couple of weeks ago, he was all being a crybaby on the sideline. He punches the kicking net, which mm. swivels around and bangs him in the head yes. in one of the greatest vines hopefully ever looped. Yes. So now he's decided that uh, his team is winning, and he has a big game uh, against the Ravens. So he goes and he scores a touchdown. He jumps around the field like a weirdo, mm-hmm. runs over to the kicking net, and pulls it on top of him like they're boning. Yeah. Scores a second touchdown, runs over it with like a camera, like 12 cameras following him mm-hmm. who need the spectacle like their lives depended on it. Right. And then he gets on a knee and proposes to the kicking net. And <sighs> it was so tired and so played out to me. I mean, I'll hear yeah. you guys say. My original thought was just like this guy is trying way too hard. Yeah, hmm. I not interesting. Like I've, boring. I've 
like I I like him and I feel like he's coming unhinged yeah. <laughs> this season. And I think also he's coming unhinged in the worst possible city to have that happen. <laughs> oh, New York? Where, where like it was for sports anyway. And I feel like he like he came in with weirdness with that whole Lena Dunham thing that that he did, was no fault of his own, but like then he wasn't doing well. And I think I'm sure he in his mind he was like, well, I'll just continue to be a top three receiver in the NFL. Nobody will figure me out, and I don't need to respond to anything. And then they kind of exposed that like, oh, you could just get to him mentally every week. You just put your nastiest cornerback on him, have them harass the hell out of him, and mm-hmm. he'll probably shut down. Right, that Josh Norman game against the Panthers uh, Giants mm-hmm. last year was right. like, I lost most of my respect for Odell Beckham in that right. game. He should have been ejected at least three separate times. Absolutely. And it got to the point where he was targeting him after the play and all this other nonsense, and it's just, I can't yeah. I can't get behind a player like that. Also, yeah. also re- really quick non-sequitur, did you guys see the thing on ESPN where Josh Norman was a really... Big fan of improv in college. No, he was no. A, he was a he was a dramatic arts major before they made him change it to communications because his football coach thought he was getting too distracted by how much he enjoyed his improv class. It's a cult man. <laughs> yeah, he listed the organic opening as his favorite. <laughs> so I'm sorry, side tangent. Second uh, call, call, deconstruction is the second. I thought mm. something was up because he went out as a captain for the coin flip, and and yeah. then the ref said heads or tails. He goes, those are terrible suggestions. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, How about exactly. a pirate ship? He said, <laughs> I heard a- heads or tails. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can we start with a little applause, you guys? I mean, then they ran out and they all just started being heads, trees. Tails, heads, tails, <laughs> heads, tails. I'm sorry, Brent, I interrupted you. <laughs> oh, I don't remember what I was going to say. Like, no, we're talking about OBJ. Oh, what was OBJ. Your well, this whole thing, I mean, I kind of agree with you, Ray. I, I feel like he's, <laughs> it's, he's either just like trying way too hard or he's just proven that he's like, a completely insane person trying to prove that they're not insane. You know, like doing like, oh, I'm doing this because that other thing I did was weird, and now I'm just being silly. You know? What 23-year-old who's famous, great at their job, and a millionaire isn't going to be weird? Right. <laughs> you know? But, I, but I, yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like the party thing where, like, someone does – or, like, when you go too far, when you say something – Who isn't going to be weird, though? Like, I would say, like, LeBron James was in the NBA for five years. He wasn't doing stuff like that when he's 23. Yeah, you're right. But uh, he is also mentally stable. <laughs> Well, yeah, okay, and he we might actually he might have that. actually been like forty. <laughs> no one will ever know. But uh, the the uh, but no, You're not wrong though. Yeah, but I, I think your point your point, Brent, is is like so relatable to that age mm-hmm. though of like acting out it not going well yeah. and like being like I'm gonna just keep pushing it further until everyone says oh what a great now we're all now we're all on board yeah, with it. It's like, I, th- I think that's it's like a stand up bombing right. where you just then you keep going and you're like I'll get everyone on the bus for this routine instead of just saying I'm gonna cut bait and just start <laughs> over who was yeah. the stand up who was in Philly and he did like he Philly fans were all mad at him and so he went like an eight minute diatribe oh Bill Burr Bill Burr yes in Philadelphia yeah. and then they all came back and got on his side yeah again. exactly I'll yeah. tell you what guys so here's what I'm thinking right now in a different world if the draft had fallen differently and the guys were on different teams OBJ would be doing these silly things and right there to save him would be Josh Norman would just come and th- run through and edit his scene and then <laughs> <laughs> freeze <laughs> all right now we're in a grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> and he's covered with yellow paint. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, Improv jokes. <laughs> 
for our five improv fans. That's right. Don't worry about that. Um, not that many. <laughs> I wonder about that. And then the last thing I'll ask about, because it is the Raisin Brent show, we mm-hmm. haven't checked in in a few weeks since the season started uh, and really gone where it's been going. How do you feel about the Chiefs? How do I feel about the Lions? How do we feel about our two teams? It's it's worth mentioning because that's what we do. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you Chiefs have, so far. You could not have caught me at a better time. That I mean, is correct. The team that I hate the most, the Raiders, we went into their house and just stomped a mud hole in them. That was shocking. Yes. Um, yeah, well, it was a little shocking, but... You know, I, I the more the more football I watch this over the years and years, it's like there's all this there's always this weird like psychological thing. When you get destroyed on TV like Kansas City did last time by Pittsburgh, mm. you know they're gonna come out the next time and be play really well and then probably next week they'll play terrible again because they stomp somebody. Yeah, but know? I guess I just was more I guess I more was surprised because although I have, you know, gone back to the Buffalo Bills, I still carry a slight torch for the Raiders, at least as wanting them to be a good franchise again. Sure. I'm sorry to say you that. You want them to yeah. be relevant. But like I like. I feel like they got tra- like they did tra- trap were- game city where they were. They got all the hype of like the Raiders are legit and I Derek wish- Carr needs to be considered an right. elite quarterback. I wish they were better too. I mean, do you think Kansas City gets better by playing that team? No, well, come on, no guys. team, no yeah, team does. Thanks. Can I just well, say though? I think for your particular game, because the elements were a factor, it was raining hard, and the Raiders honestly are a finesse team, and mm. you guys are a mudding slop junk team. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not to be sure. offensive. It's just an elements game. You're going to have an advantage over a team like that. Yeah. So yeah. I think it was absolutely a trap. That's true. That you but guys you, but, had, the, had but, to go. But I can make the other argument too. When it's when it's raining and wet out, the receivers know where they're going, and the defensive backs don't. And Kansas City for half the game was missing all of their starting corners. Yeah, and Derek Carr could not take advantage. Yeah. And uh, they have no running game. You know, Latavius Murray's been a huge disappointment this year. I mean, mm-hmm. even when he was playing, he's, he's in, the, in that defense. That's the worst thing. They have Khalil Mack, who's one of the best defensive players in the league. Oh, yeah. They have nothing around him right yeah. now. They're still That's building it. If I was the Raiders, I mean, because it's almost like a couple years ago, the Raiders had a pretty good defense, mm-hmm. and their offense was terrible. And now it's, they're like, we're better. It was like, well, are you? Because now you've got a great offense passing-wise, and you have no defense. So you almost right. just like flip-flopped your the team. Yeah. Well, football is cyclical like that. I mean, they have a quarterback and a wide receiver they can build off of. They have a, s- a couple defensive pieces in there with Khalil Mack, um, mm-hmm. and I'm sure somebody else who I'm blanking on right now. But they, they're, they're building something, and that takes time. And the I'm, question is, like, how fast can they pop that window open do we like right. do we like jack del rio as the coach is he the guy to no of do course it? not okay yeah <laughs> i i will just because he went for two on the opening i like jack del rio i liked him right. as a player i loved him when he played with the chiefs i he was like a hard-nosed guy mm-hmm. but you know he's also the guy that put that log in the in jacksonville he put the log in the thing and the punter with, with the axe with the, and the axe. punter like almost chopped <laughs> yes. his foot off <laughs> but he said keep chopping wood guys wait no don't chop your foot off don't punter. literally yeah. chop off your ankle oh my so, god so you know that's yes. it's almost like the that is a thing that happened mike singletary thing i don't know that story. Oh, yeah. Keep chopping wood. He had this thing. He had, a, he, had a, he had a piece of wood with an axe sticking in it in the uh-huh. locker room and the motto all year, keep chopping away uh-huh. or keep chopping wood. And so it was like the metaphor for the season. He kept yeah. using it in his speeches. And I don't know if they were just effing around after the game or whatever, but the punter was screwing around with the axe and he put it into his leg. Oh my God. <laughs> the punter's like, I can chop wood. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And he chopped his ankle. <laughs> Thank God. Well, okay. You shouldn't have weapons in the locker room. Dear Lord, like, but, like, could you, like... Gilbert Arenas thinks that's a bad idea. Oh, my God. That is... What an awful, awful... Especially football. Like, unhinged maniacs. Like, football players. Well, first of all, I was surprised he got the Raiders job because when they interviewed him, I guess the first thing that says, what are the big three things you want to bring here? Well, I want to chop wood. (laughs) I still want to do that. I want to re-sign that punter. (laughs) I feel like I owe him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But Kansas City right now, four and two? 
Four and two. Well, remember, I told you, Ray. I th- I thought we'd be lucky to be four and four at at the eight game mark. Yeah, you guys and are then definitely I said, ahead of schedule. And then I said we will get Justin Houston back, and we should be fine and probably win like ten games. Uh, we're four and two, and now we've got four very winnable games in a row. Sure. You're on pace to yeah. win ten or eleven for yeah. sure. Uh, that's good news. My, so my team okay. three and three. I thought we'd be four and two at this point, but mm-hmm. uh, we had a couple of yips, and then yeah. we won a game I didn't think we would win. So it's mm-hmm. just like you're about where you kind of where we thought. I mean, they're not as good as you thought because you thought they were going to win like ten games and probably I win. I still that think division. nine, ten games is yeah. what we should be looking at. I also didn't expect every defensive player to be dead. Right. <laughs> Yeah. It doesn't help to have the 32nd. Here's the deal. We have the 32nd ranked defense in the league, and we're 3-3. Three and three. Right. Well, that's what happens when you don't re-sign the best defensive tackle in the history of the game. Nick Fairley. Mm. <laughs> From the University of Nebraska in Dominican Sioux. Yeah, and Thank the Dolphins you. really are not regretting that on any level. No, no, no. That's well, they have good. nobody around him. I mean, if he was in Because Detroit, they paid him all the money. That's right. <laughs> they have the three of us as the rest of the defensive line. I mean, if I was a Dolphins fan, I would just watch like rather than watching games on sunday i would just watch ballers and be like this is the alternate reality that i choose to live in that's true aren't they much more exciting on ballers they're way more exciting and also like they're opening restaurants (laughs) they're like partying with hot chicks like denzel washington's son playing on the team ricky Jarrett is lighting it up (laughs) it's like you know they have they have like fun like coaches and (laughs) peter berg is their coach their head coach it Hey, by the way, we talk, did we talk about catching Kelsey the other day? Catching Kelsey with the we Travis Kelsey. We must speak about it, Okay. Yes. Mark Schlereth's daughter is on the show. Ooh. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, Mark Schlereth's daughter. I would have eliminated her week one just because I would not want it. Like, I'm like, the, if, I, if she made it, if she captured my heart. Um, so what I hear you saying is you wouldn't want that stink on yeah, you? Yeah. I wouldn't want to have to face him and be like, hey, I, I well, uh, assuming how most dating shows go, I banged your daughter on TV. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, I, I think... Uh, if you watch the show, y- you would not eliminate her. Uh, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Uh, although oh. he did, she did say, like, my dad said to tell you, you know, if you break my heart, he's going to kill you. Or something. Uh, yeah. But that gives him something in common. But right he's away, also right? a Bronco. Yeah. Kelsey's a chief. There is some rivalry there. Sure. You know? yeah. I don't know if you know this about this, Brent. The Chiefs and Broncos don't get along very well. Yeah, yeah that's true. Get those guys in the room, and they cannot agree on anything. Mm. <laughs> they, they will not say, I want Chinese right. food, mm-hmm. I want Italian. Yeah. You just can't. You yep. can't get it working. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, do your plug for uh, Chasing Travis or whatever. Chasing Kelsey? Chasing Kelsey. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a great show. Uh, I mean, I know you, uh, look, it's that's total, all you ever want to talk about when we're not recording. It's a trashy so we might as well. reality you know, dating show. Mm. But Travis Kelsey, look, my wife doesn't watch football at all. But she loves Travis Kelsey now. <laughs> yeah, he's very funny. Yeah, I uh, I have no doubt. I will check it out. I have. I feel obligated to check it out. You talk about it so much. Mm-hmm. I feel like I just want to have that well, reference point. Like with you. if there was a show called, you know, uh, I don't know, Stafford's Available or something like that. <laughs> St- you know. Stafford's <laughs> Available <laughs> for the sake of hit my fandom. Yeah. I don't think I could watch it. Also, St- Stafford's Available. That's the best. Look, I'm great Stafford's at improv, you guys. So, so many it's a great improvisation I made right there. So many <laughs> creative people would be fired if that was the name they went to air with. They're like, well, we couldn't really think of anything like that was like a fun twist on his name. So we just went with what was his actual relationship status, which was Stafford's Available. But, uh, Staffordable. How about that? (laughs) I don't think I would want to watch any of the above. (laughs) This sounds terrible to me. (laughs) Thank you very much. Uh, um, (sighs) Yes. Anyway, we're going to come right back. We'll talk a little bit of baseball after three seconds of Band of Horses. (laughs) 
as we wind up to the World Series right now, mm. you just give me that look like you're going to say something inappropriate. You just, I know better. I've been doing this long enough. I know when it's coming. No, just, Do you want to just get it out of the way no, now no, before no, we talk no, about no, baseball? Or? I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just enjoying the company of two fine young men. Mm. <laughs> sure. Good God. <laughs> now I'm really scared. They're outside. They're outside. Uh, can we finish this? Yeah, that's right. out? <laughs> Oh, gracious. Okay, so we're, uh, we're guys here. I'll just put it out there right now. The Cubs are winning the World Series. Can I just put that out there? Sorry, Cubs fans. Your misery's over. Yeah. Uh, they should, but man, Cleveland looks tough right now. I hate Cleveland. I hate Cleveland so much. Cleveland has done what I would have thought as a child would be impossible, which is make me hate them. Because irrationally, because of the movies Major League and okay. Major League Two, I was always like, yeah, I know. I mean, well, for a while they weren't in the Tigers division when it was just, or wait, no, when it was all just we're, east and west. We were in there a everywhere. lot, but we were in the east originally back right, in the day. Right, right, right. But it's like we, we still had to play them a lot, but I just didn't, as a kid, you don't put together the rivalry as it's not because you play so many times in so many games in baseball. I feel like it's not as heated. Then you become an adult and you start hating everything. But like now, <laughs> I hate, Cle- like, I hate Cleveland. And even worse, I don't like Terry Francona anymore. And I loved Terry Francona, but I'm like, oh, he's so smart and he, Yes, he's smart with them. It's like watching, it's like watching like a guy that's like your good buddy. Like we're like that guy's so fun to hang out with. And then he starts dating your ex girlfriend. You're like, ah, oh, and they're so happy together. And he's doing everything I wish I could have done. That's a very specific poll, Tommy. You feeling okay over there? <laughs> no. <laughs> Terry Francona is. He's with my ex. <laughs> <laughs> you I'll heard it here first, guys. I'm still mad that Trevor Bauer beamed three tigers in that game. Did you see Trevor Bauer last night in that game though? No. First inning. I, I'm not watching that series. He, he, I'm, nobody's watching no, that series. He injures his hand, and blood is just. Oh, I did so see that. Yeah, rushing out of his hand because oh. he cut his hand trying to like slice a fruit like a couple days before, right? Like that's yeah, like, that was so. Silly. But he's in the first inning, and he is literally hemorrhaging all over the mound, yeah, right. and he's trying to like hide it, like hide yeah. his hand behind his yeah. back, like everything's fine, and the ball is just caked in blood. Yeah. He was throwing some amazing curveballs. We should. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> the viscosity of the blood is just giving him some extra spin and. I've been contacting Robert De Niro about a, the fan scenario with Trevor Bauer, <laughs> where he just walks in and Juan Primos him. But this is a problem, though, because the Toronto Blue Jays fans have made themselves so hateable this offseason, yeah. throwing the bottles in the previous series. Yeah, yeah. look, Toronto is, of, of all the teams, is by far the team that I hate the most. I, uh, they, well, they, I hate Cleveland because, of course, I do. Yeah, I mean, it's just I'm sorry, I'm a, I'm a stereotype. I hate Toronto because they're total. They're you know what you would call uh, their offense is like the total noob basher offense, yeah. where mm-hmm. they'll score a hundred runs against every team that's bad. And then what happens when they get to the playoffs? Here, one run, zero right. runs. They scored five today, Pitching but they're already wins. down three zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, no, the, and the guys that throw the bats like thirty feet in the air and complain, and even Harold Reynolds on MLB Network said the other night, these guys complain about more calls than any other team. Oh yeah. So. The bat flips are ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, someone's going to get hurt eventually. Yeah. A bat boy is going to get yeah. taken. I'm one. sorry. Bautista hitting the walk-off and throwing the bat 90 feet in the air <laughs> yeah. is one of the greatest things I've ever seen. It, it, it does look like it is cool, and it is well, something that, like, as... It's like, like a reverse of uh, Odell Beckham. I became a fan after right. seeing him do something stupid. Well, I hated it. But it, it like it's like something you wish you could do. Like You're like, oh, man, I wish I could take a piece of lumber... <laughs> And smash a baseball mm-hmm. so far, and then just hurl it in the air. <laughs> like, oh, absolutely! I wish you could do, it. but you know what? The, the, you know, for me, Ray, I always yes. said it didn't happen in the ninth inning. So, like, 
it's it's a yeah. jerk move. It wasn't a walk off. If the it was a walk off, do whatever yet. you yeah. want. Yeah, you know. I can appreciate that. But hey, here we are. They're down three games to none, though. Three yeah, one. They're, they're they toasted. Do they win today? Yeah. Okay, I haven't seen the score, so I'm pretty sure they're toasted, though. Because I'm pretty well, sure they're toasted. You go down Although, three nothing, you're done. They pitched Kluber today, so Kluber is not coming back till game seven now. Probably. Yeah. I just don't. I just don't see it. I, just I don't see it either. Cleveland is tough. I mean, they went fourteen and five against Kansas City. I mean, they owned us. They're a team that we kept waiting for the other shoe to drop all season as Tigers and Royals fans, right? Uh, and then it just never happened. Well, with Detroit, it just got to the point where it's that awful sports fan scenario where, like, when we finally did win a game, Cleveland fans could be like, well, yeah, well, of course, statistically, you're supposed to win yeah. one yeah, against Wasn't us. it like 11 games in a row or something? It was bad. You yeah, want to know why we watched... didn't make the playoffs this year? You know, and well, yeah, and same yeah. with the Royals. Same with the Royals. Uh, did you guys, uh, have you guys watched that show Pitch? Yes, no. I've been watching it. I'm caught up. Okay. What'd you I think? I thought the last episode was great. I have not seen the last last episode. Okay. Uh, I'm one behind. We're going to watch it tonight, unfortunately. Okay. Well, but, uh, I enjoy the idea of it. They're they're taking it directions that uh, are kind of obvious, but at least interesting. It's pretty mm-hmm. obvious. It's interesting. Mark Paul Gossler, uh, you know Zach uh, Zach Morris is Zach great. Morris. Uh, he's great on the show. He plays the the old grizzled catcher. Yeah. You know, okay. That's got bad knees because anyway, he's probably 45 in real life. Yeah, so he would be the oldest player in Major League Baseball. So, He'd be Brad Osmus' age. He also yeah. looks tiny. When they show him like walking with the other people, like, you're tiny. You're not a catcher. Right. Uh, but th- this week, they have a whole all-star scenario, and she actually ends up in the all-star game facing bizarre. Salvador Perez. Uh, <laughs> is that right? Oh. No. Is she a, so she, She's a pitcher. That was probably the yeah. – like, the show's called Pitch. It's, it's, and it's, mm-hmm. So does she pitch? No, no, no. She's the left fielder. <laughs> DH. It'd be great if she was like, a, she's like, no, she's a, she's a utility infielder. <laughs> Can I just say, I like the, the storylines of the first few episodes are one like her fitting in with the team and having uh-huh. like the J hole guy who doesn't respect her. Sure. And, and then you have the one where um, she has to hit. Uh, uh-huh. uh, and then the other one is she gets involved in a beanball war and she wants to like have the backs of her teammates. Yeah. To me, these are like the obvious storylines. I'd be right. interested in seeing how that goes. Okay, cool. Sure. I don't know if you can prolong it for you know a fourteen episode season or whatever. Right. But yeah, it's... and th- they're also doing other things. They have the backstory and they also have like the whole front office story going. Like this week, they did the whole thing where. There's a Cuban defector somewhere, and uh oh, we better sneak off and try to sign this guy before anyone else. Oh sure. man, the Yankees are there already. Oh, how are we going to sign them? You know, it is cool because it's a legit baseball show. You can tell mm-hmm. there are baseball people around it, yeah. right. Being on Fox, uh, mm-hmm. that they that they at least get what they're doing, mm-hmm. and they're at, and they're not afraid to like ask the questions that would be legitimately asked. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and facing some real ugliness, I think they sanitize it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I wish she was a. I, I just wish she was a knuckleball pitcher because that's to me a more likely scenario for her to pitch. She's throwing a. Her thing is she's throwing a screw. Ball, and that's literally it's, the it's pitch. The same thing, basically, as a knuckleball. But it, it, it's not in real life, but it is in the show. She throws a junk pitch that she's getting away I with. I guess, but it, but but a really a. a Unless I'm completely wrong about this, a screwball is almost like a slider, but it goes the opposite way. Right. So how is that not the same as just like a lefty throwing you the slider? You know what I mean? You're not like wrong. what I'm saying is, and she's also she's not throwing as fast as some of the guys. So does, it makes sense if she's going to have a pitch that's going to be hard to hit. It's going to be the knuckleball. I guess I've just found that they they basically have incorporated one with the other, and they're acting like it's a knuckleball, and, and even not though because, it's not. Not because she can't throw it fast enough on the show. She she can. She hits like 89 on the gun. Right. And some of those older guys pitch. But I, what I'm saying is. She, uh, the, the, the screwball is also known for just like destroying people's arms. You know what I mean? Right. So that, right. that doesn't seem like that would be a good way to. T- it almost seems more like Hollywood, like like a, like a network note from an executive that like screwball sounds crazier yeah, than knuckle 
screwball. That sounds hard. So if we're making this show that is not based on what is currently the reality of the sports spectrum, we'll call it the screwball instead. What if they had her just throw EFAS pitches? That would be great. (laughs) (laughs) She just threw all in in the air. Or she had the best intentional walk throw. Like they were like, so whatever we're worried about, one of our erratic relievers. Like botching an intentional walk, she comes in the game, and that's a roster spot. <laughs> She's or like the the kicker in football, like who only does kickoffs. Like, oh, that's the, wor- the kickoff that, specialist. That should be illegal. Yeah, right. That roster spot should be illegal. To that you have a kickoff special. Like it's just so dumb. And whenever they're like, well, they're out of right tackles now because I'm like, yeah, because you have a kickoff specialist. Yeah. I want a kneel down specialist yeah. for the end of the game. My job is to hit the snap and take a knee. You know, especially now since we've kind of shown like uh, Bill Belichick, they pop it up and they're getting better results than the other teams that are kicking oh, yeah. it deep anyway. Absolutely. So no, new rules. We got to figure them out. Yeah. yeah. We'll decide here in our Uh, brain trust. But real quick, uh, the NLCS, the other side of the coin right there. The Cubs are playing, Mm -hmm. and the Cubs are winning. Yeah. No, it's 1-1. It's LA Dodgers. It's 1-1. The Cubs are winning. Kershaw can't pitch every game no matter how much he has to. No. That's true. That's true. Uh, I absolutely feel like Cubs have – this is just it. Like, I feel like this is the thing we're watching. We're we're in a movie. We're watching the script of the Cubs winning somebody's, like, you know, MLB uh, Xbox game. Right. Where they take him all the way. It just feels like this is the team of destiny That would explain – how they got Araldis Chapman is <laughs> like, right. if someone pulled a PS4 trade. They're like, <laughs> that's yeah. the that's the one thing that makes me not want to cheer for for them honestly because his story is thing. terrible. Yeah, mm-hmm. the story is terrible, and they didn't need him necessarily. No, but heck, if he's not amazing, like he's, he's great in a hundred and four. He's been getting touched up more in the playoffs than we would like him to. Mm. You know, um, he hasn't been like the most untouchable person, like no. Andrew Miller. Can we just go ahead and knock one of the presidents off of Mount Rushmore and put Theo Epstein on there? Yeah. Can we just well, go ahead and do great. that? Oh, as far Because what he did for the Red Sox and now what he's doing for the Cubs is really like, that's sainthood, right? Like, he could be well, a real saint. And it pains me to say this, but then his next natural move would be to rejoin Terry Francona in Cleveland and win the World Series with them. <sighs> Which I don't want. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see. I don't see him either. leaving while they get that core together. No, I'm just kidding. Five, he, I'm years, just saying. You know? But if he's just a curse um, break, I'm trying to think of the other hard luck team. And you're right. It's only the Indians. <laughs> but left as at you this know, point. as the fan of a team that's gone to the World Series the last two years, it does. They do have that feel. No, Where did you not, mention that, Brent? Well, I'm saying I, I wasn't they do, aware. They do have that feel where I'm sitting there going, no matter what happens, they're down by two in the ninth. They're still going to win. Mm-hmm, that game where they came know? back with four runs in the top of the ninth or whatever, and they were down five two, and it's just like, yeah, you're going to win. Seems kind of easy for them because they're so stacked. I'm just glad the Giants. I'm sorry to say it. I just I don't like the Giants. Nope. They bother me, and they nope. always like. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I love it when they bring their starter back on two days rest and beat my team in Game Seven. Yeah. Well, I appreciated them doing that, but besides that, I don't care for them. <laughs> right. Well, we all have our grudges against the Giants. Right. I just was like, please don't be another one of those Giants teams that like limped into the playoffs and suddenly becomes unstoppable. Same things. The Card- like the Cardinals and the Giants are the same to me mm-hmm. in that yep. way. Of like they'll yep. just they'll just like sputter over the finish line and then all of a sudden become like the murderers row Yankees. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. like, who are these players? And like they'll like they'll start a pitcher who's like, well he only pitched eight games in the regular season and he'll throw like a two hit shot out. Yes. Like, yeah. The good thing about playoffs this year is there's nobody you sit there and go, ah, these guys again? You know, because none true. of they've no, what, you're right. the twenty five yeah. years I think is the and, yeah. maybe and if I'm shortest. wrong and the Dodgers beat the Cubs, none of us personally are going to be upset. We all generally like the Dodgers pretty yeah. good. Yeah, like, it would like be Dodgers. really fun in Vince Scully's last season to see them in the World Series. No, yeah, that's like, true. I mean, there's a storyline yeah. there. I, be, I, I would say the Dodgers are now my second team behind yeah. the Tigers because I've been living here long Sure, enough. of course. I think that happens, yeah. But I would absolutely be rooting. I am rooting for the Cubs over the Dodgers. Yeah, me too. Because I, I have too many Chicago friends whom I love and adore yep. who deserve this. Yep. And also, in many, in the same way of like the way I'm interested to see 
uh, in the same not to bring it back to the Bills, but like in the, do. in the same way that the Bills, if they ever won the Super Bowl, there would be a certain type of person that would lose their identity because they're, the, they're they're like they live and thrive off being like, well, we're the Bills. Nothing good ever happens to us, even when we get close to winning it all. Something bad has to happen. It's like if the Cubs win the World Series, there'll be that certain person with that identity that will have nothing left to say other than like, like, I guess the. The curses weren't real, or they were only real until 2016. So the question is, like, if the Cubs roll off a couple World Series, mm. right? Do they become like the Red Sox fans? They become are super now obnoxious very and we intolerable. Yes, yes uh, is the answer. Yeah. Yeah. Think about this right now. Like, there are kids in the Boston area who are in high school right now mm-hmm. who have no concept that any of their teams have ever been bad. Right. And they if would, you're a 15 year old, 16 yeah. year old kid in, in Boston yeah. right now, you don't remember when the Patriots were literally the the uh, uh, the gag on been tonight good forever. Show. Right. Yeah, Their, your whole life they have all won championships. It's super. It is supercharged because the Celtics won a ring in what 08 or 09? 09 or something. 09, yeah. they beat the Lakers, and then like the Patriots have won so much, and the Red Sox have won so much. The it's Bruins like, the, won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, exactly. It's like literally they that whole city has been doing a victory lap. Like for all, like yeah, for like if you're 18 right now, like it's been nothing but fun. The 90s, if you were a Boston area fan, and it was the 1990s before Belichick took over and started yeah. turning it around, you had all we talked about was Bill Buckner, yeah, the 85 Super Bowl where they got their butts handed to them by mm-hmm. the Bears. Uh, the Bruins hadn't been good in like none of no, the Celtics had their previous thing of the heyday of the 80s, right. but they were trashed by the 90s, and they just kept having like tra- like tragedies, like real legitimate like team yeah. tragedies yeah. where you're like, oh god, the Celtics are just. They seem cursed. So they were like, they were the Cubs fans, and nobody would remember this anymore because now we hate them. They're obnoxious. Now we're like, that team never, they never, that city never loses anything. Never. They're always on top, and it's a, it's annoying. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. Like, uh, uh, here's the deal. Yes, Cubs fans will get that way. Get that way if they win a couple. Well, I I will say this. I, I, I'm not saying that I'm supporting any of the teams except I'm not supporting Toronto. But any of the other three are acceptable to me. But Mm. I will say this. When the Royals were making the two runs, the only fans that would come watch the World Series with me that were not Royals fans were all Cubs fans. So there it is. There it is. Yeah. Because yeah. to be fair, Kansas City was kind of in that same boat before two years ago. Mm. I guess. I mean, we we still won one within the last thirty years. Was it eighty five? Eighty five. But that's go... not the same as a hundred years. You know, it's not even. No, you're, you're not close. wrong. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you at least had one in your lifetime. Yeah. This is where, as Tigers fans, I could be like, well, at least I remember it. Yeah. Right. It but you're cool. right. It was kind of a similar thing. We'd both been bad for a long time. But yeah. you guys hadn't even been relevant. For 30 years. Uh, we had Mike Sweeney, sir. <laughs> Here's the deal. I take it all back. Anyways, guys, we're going to come back. We'll talk a little bit of Walking did Dead you, with the new season coming. Did you think that Jorge yes. De La Rosa just came from nowhere to go to, to, go to Colorado? Not going to touch it. Not going to touch it. We'll be right back after three seconds of Cab. Dead, Brent. We talk about this show a lot. Mm-hmm. It's back on Sunday. Uh, Tommy, you've seen every episode of Walking Dead. Huge fan. The Dead Walk on that show, and I can't get enough of it. <laughs> well, lucky, lucky for you, it's coming back this week. Yeah, thank God. You don't have any catching up to do. You can just go straight into it. I uh, can't wait to watch all my favorites. Uh, Big Dewey. <laughs> mm-hmm. Steve and the gang. Do you like T-Dog? Is he, is he great? <laughs> 
Fred and the Bone Man, all the guys, uh, well, some of the girl, oh, and all the smoking hot chicks on the show, like your Alicia. Picks are, your picks are a little obvious, but uh, uh, <laughs> uh, what's her name? Big Fran, who always makes the pies. Big Fran. Oh man, yeah, I, does. I, I can't watch your version of Walking Dead. I can't now. Get it a, my version of that show is just a, a very strange. It's like an amalgamation of like an '80s sitcom. Produced by Gary Marshall. <laughs> it sounds like real housewives and husbands of some yeah. city. Uh, I love <laughs> all the Walking Dead times. I, I love the celebrity cameos. Andre Risen was awesome. <laughs> I'll show you my Andre Risen uh, autographed uh, napkin in, in my office. I'm good. <laughs> Are you sure it says Spider Man? I'm back. I want to see it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. This is my favorite Walking Dead discussion I've ever had. <laughs> Yeah, well, so anyway, well, I guess as long as they can get back on that big boat, I'll be fine. I'm just so nervous. Uh, well, it's coming back on Sunday, and uh, the big question, the big reason I want to talk about it is because we have to guess, put it out there, who did Negan kill? Now, uh, Negan being the big villain of the season who doesn't appear until 10 minutes to go in the final episode of the season. I'll fill you in on this, Tommy. I do know that. Okay. I am aware of that. And he's by Jeffrey awesome. Dean Morgan. He's amazing. Wears a scarf on the billboards. I'm like, yes, this is amazing. He, he wears a cashmere scarf. Well, they got uh, the comedian. I mean, that's what I would know him from yeah, yeah, from Watchmen. Yep. Uh, speaking of depressing things, we've you know mentioned. Oh, but yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, and so he, he he's going to kill one of the cast, mm-hmm. and they have about seven choices there that it could be. But they well, left I just it as, one. They left it as a cliffhanger. I think it's just going to be one because that's what he said he was going to do. And I, he's a man. I take it his word as he's bludgeoning me to death with a baseball bat, right, wrapped in barbed wire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Lucille so, is her name. Lucille sir. is her name. Thank you. And so in the comics, and I don't think it's spoiling anything. Everybody knows it at this point. But the character of Glenn meets his demise in the comics in this exact moment in the timeline. Mm-hmm. However, the, as we've know many times over, the show and the comics go in two different directions often and often and often. right. So it could very well be a different character who dies. They could swerve us because we're sort of all expecting it to be Glenn. Mm -hmm. But he made so many character strides in the previous season and is going to interesting in new places. Right. Maybe there's a separate character we don't need anymore Mm -hmm. that we could kill instead. So now who who are the seven candidates? Well, you've got Rick and you've got Carl. It's not going to be either of those. Probably untouchable. Untouchable. The only two I find untouchable. Carl only has one eye now. So uh... that's right. Oh, that's oh, that happens in the comics. Yes, it he does. got this uh, Red Rider BB gun and mm. he shot, he shot his eye. Terrible accident. Uh, so, uh, of the candidates we're expecting, we have Glenn there. As mm-hmm. already said, he's the guy who dies in the in the comics. He's probably the favorite. Probably the favorite. You've got okay. Daryl, who I think is going to be the guy. You think Daryl's going to die? Daryl's going to die, which is Daryl Dixon does not appear in the comics. I think yeah. that would be like the jumping the shark of Walking Dead because that's the guy that all the ladies love. The southern ladies love no. Daryl Dixon. Tressa's not a southern lady, and she loves Daryl Dixon. Well, she's uh, from Cincinnati. So, also, so that's the southern? South. <laughs> I, I, also, I also think uh, from a business standpoint, Norman Reedus, at the age he is as an actor – Stands the most to cash in off of being taken off of his heavily workload scheduled yeah. TV show to be able to do Boondock Saints two, two, three. Two, yeah, <laughs> but like at this point, he would do better than you know what I mean. Like he yes. could he could do a, like he could jump into DC or Marvel and play a character and make three million dollars for. You know, two months of that instead of doing the, the labor-intensive Walking Dead shoot. And he's already got a reality show where he don't, bikes around the country. Right. Don't you dare, you know, break that reality, that fantasy reality we have that actors do shows because they love them. Oh, you're right. <laughs> for, the, <laughs> for the art. Everybody knows. I mean, my favorite thing about Daryl is his watches and how he's always selling watches on the show. <laughs> yep. And he's like, 
watches for sale, and they're real. The thing that they're, they're genuine Rolexes. Yeah, he's not scamming anybody, and he's giving fair prices. No one ever believes him. The episode where he gives Big Fran the watch in exchange for one of her pies, dude. The Bone Dogs were pissed. The fact that the Bone Dogs didn't kill him right then and there, I think that the I think Scarfs is going to kill Daryl. Scarf is going to kill Daryl. And eat the pie as he's dying. That's, oh, that's, yeah. That's what happened in the comics. And give so, Daryl yeah. just a little bit of the pie as well as he's dying. Yep. I think that's a, it's a nice move. All right. So, that, so, that, okay, so, so those so are the two. We have Abraham, mm-hmm. who could very well be Abraham. And he's from the very beginning of the show, right? No. Oh, no. He's come along only in the last couple seasons. Who's the who, – oh, Morgan was the Morgan neighbor. Is, Morgan, is Morgan is not there. there. He's not no. there. No. Okay. Morgan and Carol are not there. Okay. Um, so you have Abraham, who's Maggie the soldier guy. Maggie's oh, pregnant. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Probably not Maggie. Mm-hmm. They would be really going for it if they killed Maggie in that moment. Yeah, yeah. She's, they would Seven be, months pregnant. Yeah. She's like almost nine months pregnant, yeah. isn't yeah. she? Like, that would, be a, that would be a choice. Right. I see. I think it's an unlikely choice, but it's out there. They mm-hmm. could yeah. if you really want to take it in a direction. I think right. that also would make it very, very unpopular, uh, you know. With uh, women? With women, <laughs> just, yeah. like, just like Daryl. So I think those are two unlikely ones. Uh, you've got, is it Ned? Neil, you've got Neil there, who's the the gay guy who his uh, partner Aaron. Aaron. Aaron, excuse me, I want to call him Neil. His uh, mm, uh, maybe that was his partner's Freudian, name. Freudian slip. Maybe. Uh, so they got Aaron there, who's the most unusable character. Like he's got no storyline right now because his partner died. Right. So if they were to cop out, you kill Aaron right there. Right. So you're saying his whole identity was tied up in his partner. Uh, How dare you, Ray? No, but I'm saying storyline wise, he has nothing to do right now. He has in the show, no yeah. tendrils in this show. He right. makes the pies with Big Fran, dude. What are you <laughs> talking about? <laughs> so is that? Is and that... then you've got the other. Is the other female? Is it? Uh, uh, um, it's Michonne. Michonne. Okay. And I don't think she's going to go either. I don't. I mean, she, I think comic book wise, like she's people love her so much in the comics because yeah. I've read the comics. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not. Okay. I'm not completely caught up on them, but that was what I. So did you read up to 100, number 100? I'm sure. I read that's that's the, the, that's one the one where he kills the in, guy. Is, is yeah. introduced? Yes, I've read that uh, okay. that far. So I need it to be as the comic was because I own a 9.9 rated <laughs> He's trying to sell comic it, book signed by, you know, all the Walking Dead people. Ah, uh, and, so, and you want that to be accurate. Well, yeah. Because then you're going to put Although the, is it more, it will sell for more if they kill someone else on the show? It might. I don't well, know. I actually think if it differs... It might be more. It could be more because yeah. then it becomes almost a – it's like a flashpoint for lack of a better – Okay. To use another comic book <laughs> term. Okay, uh, so, so uh, – uh, Between these choices, I think it's 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 Glenn, Daryl, Abraham, Aaron, I think yeah. are the four that are the – the others seem a little more untouchable. Right, give me your, your top choice Wait. and then your secondary one. I'll give us both two, two, two is, chances. Is Josh McDermott's character there? Oh, yeah, he's there too. He, yes. He, is yes. he there? Yeah, he's there. Okay. Yeah. He's the one that lied to Eugene. all yep. of Eugene. them. Eugene. Then, yeah. And he's the one that was with – he came in with Abraham. Gotcha. I don't feel like they're going to kill Eugene either, but, mm-hmm. I mean, he's there. You're right. I forgot he was there. Well, I mean, the fact that you forgot he was there makes me think he's a cop-out kill – Aaron, no, because he's got. There's that's a very unique character for, compared to the rest of the group. Gotcha. He's doing something very different than everybody else that yeah. makes him like interesting and gives him stuff that they can work with. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so I I would say the 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 highest odds have to be probably Glenn because the comic book, and then maybe Daryl for wanting to do something different, like yeah. maybe, and also at this point, probably one of their more expensive cast members. So, you know, if you want to bring more people in, a show that introduces new characters very frequently, 
you could probably introduce three new characters for one Daryl, right. like financially. And yeah. There's also a thing said for Rick, even though I don't think it's going to happen. Like, there have been a couple times in previous seasons where, like, Rick is basically not necessary to this plot anymore. Right. And then they keep giving him new stuff to do. Right. Uh, and he's at another point right now where it could be a choice to take Rick out of the show. Sure. I don't think they're going to do it. Um, I'll go Daryl's my first choice to die, then Glenn. Uh, be- for the exact same reasons you just said. Okay, mm-hmm. So that's your two? Part of me, yeah, if I was to extend out, I mean, Aaron would be such a cop-out. I can't, there people, fans of the show are already angry that they turned this into a cliffhanger, mm-hmm. and they didn't just do it and then let us wonder how this is going to spin yeah. forward, which I think the smarter choice. Uh, bless everybody. Like yeah. To me, that's what I would have done, and I don't think the fans would have been angry. Right. Give them the brutal, gory death, fade to black, don't stop believing, yeah. and then like what happens next is what we'll all be talking about, not who's going to die. Right, yeah. right, right. Um, so I don't know. Aaron to me would be such a cop out to be like getting getting poked twice. Yeah. Uh, so it's got to be somebody important. Uh, who, what it's do you gotta think? It's got to be somebody really important. That's why I don't think it's going to be Josh. Even though uh, jo- uh, Eugene, Eugene, we say Josh yeah. because we know Josh. Uh, um, I don't think it's him. He's he's got the thing where he's going to start making ammo now, and they're going to need that. So mm. I don't know if anyone else knows how to do that. Um, to, to spin off that really quick, I've just noticed in Walking Dead, as soon as you become unimportant to the plot mm-hmm. yeah. or your your, your storyline wraps up, you yeah. better find a new storyline quick because they right. will straight out murder you or, immediately. Yeah, if you become unnecessary and remotely emotionally interesting to kill, where it would just be like, uh, yep, oh, it kind of suck if that guy died. <laughs> well, they a did a lot sp- of that, though. They tried to make it seem like we don't need Abraham anymore. They did that when they we first got it, to Alexandria. We, he had nothing yeah, to do. We made it seem like we don't need you gene anymore mm-hmm. but then um, they gave abraham a love triangle and mm-hmm. they kind of put him in charge of defending right. the comp right. they gave him stuff to do when it looked remember we were talking about it mm-hmm. there were two episodes there where we were like abraham could go any minute because right. yeah. he's got no purpose in this unit well i think even though they say they they didn't even know who they were killing uh i believe they knew who they were killing um i think uh it's still glenn to me because okay. they they did such a uh a thing that where they made it seem like Glenn was dead already. And to me, that's them saying, okay, we already lived through him dying once, so now this time it won't be as bad. You know what I mean? I, I, hear you. I think they tried to set that up. Um, my second choice, and it's a really bold choice, but it's like, I think it has to be one of that couple. Um, it has to be either him or Maggie. You think that's go what for I Maggie? think. And wow. Maggie would be absolutely brutal. It would be, it would be brutal. devastating. But. God, what a bold choice that would be. It would know? be a choice. Like I say, I don't think I like the choice. No. But well, I don't like any <laughs> of the choices. Of course but... not. Uh, I would only say the only thing about Glenn and what makes me wonder if they're going to keep him around, because it's obvious to kill him here. Mm. In the last season, in the last half of the last season, he's done. He's never murdered people, but he straight up murdered a bunch of these uh, uh, people of the Negan crew, putting <clears throat> screwdrivers through their heads. And his loss of humanity, to me, there's an interesting story you can do there of Glenn becoming darker and more out of touch and losing his humanity while he brings a child into the world. Right. And have the dichotomy of man situation being he's now become the dark, dark brooding character with the one with the most to live for. Right. Right. And I think there's something super interesting you can do with that that I would just like to see. But but I could also say that, you know, another running theme when they kill off people in Walking Dead is somebody will be like, oh, they finally were able to get their gumption or they were finally able to do this. He sure. was finally able to do whatever it takes and now he's going to die. But didn't right. that didn't happen to Eugene, though? Eugene finally got his gumption right at the no, end of last and season. That's, and that's one of the reasons that you, you might think it's him, because they, they did a good job of setting up all these people doing yep. things to make it seem like, oh, we've done this before. But, you know, Beth, same thing happened. Sure. She finally got ballsy, and then she died. Um, T-Dog? 
T-Dog, same thing. Creepy dude that entered the jail with the weird mustache. Oh, yeah. uh, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but you're yes. right, though. They literally gave every single person that whole, one more mission and I can finally retire. Yes, like, yeah, They exactly. gave everybody yeah. one of those storylines. Every one of them could have all at the same time said, I'm getting too old. It, is. it really is. Yeah. But, gosh, they did a great job. And, I mean, not n- knowing who did it, how much talk has been has there been? The entire time of people there was like, a whole thing at Comic Con this year of like replica dummies. It all. was pretty brilliant, yeah. even though it made us brilliant. wait. Pretty brilliant. Yeah. No, I, I know why people are unhappy, and I know why they did it. It feels like I feel like I see both sides of this, yeah. and now I just want it to be over so we can all hate something else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we can yeah. get back to Big Fran making mm-hmm. the pies. I want a pie. Trying With to Aaron, because he makes the crusts, and we can't have without Aaron and Big Fran. Get again. back on that big ship again. That's right. If, set sail across the ocean. If Thank they you. kill Aaron, who like literally is the least important character, if they kill Aaron, the number of think pieces that will come out the next day yeah. will make me just hate the internet. It'll just be so many like slate articles that are like modern TV and the fear of doing daring things. Yes, like, it is. Be like, be like why yeah. I stop watching The Walking Dead yeah. one minute into the new season. I'm gonna write a think piece out. an hour before it comes out. <laughs> Thank you. Ah. Well, anyways, guys, let's gonna wrap it up for this week. Uh, um, there's no reason to go to three seconds of. We're done. Mm. Okay. So uh, we got some contact information. Tommy, Wait, where are can we never find ever going to say the name of the show in the in the entire guys? <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome. To the- <laughs> no, I mean, look, it's fine. I mean, it only reflects on the person that usually intros the show, which is not me. It is me, so, and I will take all the blame. You want, you. you want to do it just once for old time? What's sake? that? You have made it to episode whatever it is. What uh, is it? What are you talking about? You don't even know the number. Oh, and we had time. I'm so embarrassed. We have Tommy here and you just. Me, it's been so long since we've recorded. It's been like a month. Uh, oh my I God. feel so worthless. <laughs> Guys, talk. I'm me, sorry t- that Ray wasted your time. Tommy, tell your Kirk Gibson story while I look this up. Okay. Look, look. So there was please, a <laughs> We can work things out with your manager. Please just agree to come back on another time again. <laughs> Listen. I think I told you guys pretty clearly this was it. <laughs> if this went well, I'd come back one more time. <laughs> guys, thanks for coming back to episode 148 of Raisin Brent. Brent. And I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And we're here with Tommy Bechtold. Hey, <laughs> And now we're going away. So, <laughs> Tommy, where can people see you? Where can they contact uh, you? You can catch me uh, at the IOS West every uh, Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Uh, you can also catch me Sundays. What's, during, what's the name of that show? That's uh, Wheelhouse. Uh, long form improv. Uh, you can catch me doing sketch comedy, often written by and performed with Ray Stacanus and what? Brent Poe uh, in Top Story Weekly uh, Sundays at eight PM. And, and in fact, this specific Sunday, this is one of those shows. Uh, hopefully, Ray and I will get together to do a little something funny. That's and- right. And you while you guys are doing that, I will be texting you and emailing you all the details about what happens on Walking Dead, so you guys don't have to <laughs> thank you waste all that time watching. Much it later. appreciated. And you can uh, catch me uh, just about twenty five percent of the time on the middle uh, eight p.m. <laughs> Tuesdays on ABC. That's one is. out of four episodes for the layperson. And if they're looking for you online, how do they find you? Uh, at Tommy Bechtold on all social media platforms because I'm an early adapter. There it is. <laughs> yeah. You got it in there. Mm. Uh, but you're also. Right now, your your name on uh, Twitter is Zombie. <laughs> zombie Boo. Zombie Boo. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's I'm pretty great. Super no, I, no, I love it. I yeah. appreciate the uninspired ones, the ones that are just terrible. <laughs> yeah. Some people have good puns. Yeah, yeah. And then there's some people who clearly just feel they're obligated to do it. Yeah. And I just say thank you yeah. to all you of Nessie, the above. Now, I'm not able to put like Boo Rent 
on there. So I did it Thanks, once, Tommy. I think, and it was so bad I was just embarrassed for myself because my name doesn't lend itself to one of those puns particularly well. I think I did a, a, a Ray Skeletanus. Oh, I like that. You should be Death Ray Stacanus. Oh, you know what? I'm changing it right now. That's not terrible. Hip, yeah. hip, boo, Ray. Pretty good. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, guys, my manager will be in touch. Just make sure the check gets out within 60 days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's in the mail already. No, it's we, in the mail already. No, thank you so much for having transfer. me. You know, we have been been hacked a couple times, so if it doesn't get to you. <laughs> well, Brent, we do the Russians. Our, we can do our social media. Oh, sure. We got uh, at Ray Brent Podcast on Twitter. We're on Facebook.com slash Ray Brent Podcast. Uh, individually, I am at Almighty Ray. I'm at Scoops Pope. Is there anything else you want to plug, Brent? Any things you got coming up? You got your, your web series. My web series, Common Beauties. It. You know, check that out. It's uh, You can find it on my, uh, if you look up my Twitter, it'll be on my face. I'll put it on my Is Twitter. Is there like a .com they can go to or a YouTube channel? Uh, yeah, there's a thing on, uh, there's a new thing on uh, Facebook called Bing Bong Industries. Go on to Bing Bong follow Industries. Follow Bing Bong Industries. Every time my new video comes out, it'll be on there. Yeah. Very nice. Mm-hmm. There it is. And I'll, I'll just do a quick plug for knowing us half the podcast, the G.I. Joe recap show that I'm on. Yes. Uh, noise. It's on there. So you can hit us up at uh, G.I. Joe Podcast on Twitter or just knowing us half the podcast on iTunes. It's out there for you, kids. Just do it if you feel like it. Mm-hmm. And uh, otherwise, uh, people we want to thank this week, we got to thank uh, David Knoll for producing. Mm. We got to thank that. We got to thank uh, Jeremy Buck and the Bang. Yeah, got to thank the train wreck. Got to thank Jordan Monsell, the artist. Monsell me some art. Did our logo for that. And uh, mm-hmm. anybody else you guys want to thank? Uh, Matt Stafford. Why would you want to thank Matt Stafford? I loved him in uh, <laughs> Men in Black. <laughs> Bring out your dead. He's great. I did not realize it was him, and I looked at him and was like, that's clearly him. I didn't want that joke to make the final cut of the show, yeah. and, now, uh, and now it has. Well, he looks just like Vincent D'Onofrio, so uh, why, why, why fight it? I want to thank both of you for having me. Thank you. I just want to thank Tommy Bechtold. Six Semper Tyratus, guys. Suffering through this. Six Semper Tyratus. All right, everybody. Check us out next time. Good night. Peace. Bye. You're gonna have to drag me.